0: Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. If you haven't yet, make sure to go follow them on Instagram and Twitter to stay up to date with all the news. Maybe if we're lucky, they'll drop a fleet on us. If you know what I'm talking about, it's just hilarious. Weird, weird stuff going on in the social media space. But shout out From Within Records. They're putting out some new records in 2021. MH Chaos out of Chicago. Worn out of Scranton wilkes Bear. I'm so stoked for that. So shout out to From Within Records and support them because they support us. And other news, we're coming really close to episode 200. And this is the first time I've addressed this on the platform. But when episode 200 drops, we should have the new logo. There's somebody special out there right now working on it. So I'm really stoked to see the final product whenever it comes in, and then also we're gonna have new intro and outro music, and I'm dying to switch it because we've come a long way. Uh, I've spoken about the intro and outro music a couple times, but not too often. But if you're not familiar, the intro song is a song from Halsey, but I've I've just gotten over it. Uh, it's it's been around for uh, 191 episodes at this point, and I'm just ready for some change, some positive change, uh, but expect that the countdown begins. Now we're on episode 191 new changes at 200. So I'm looking forward to that, but shout out to all of you who have supported from the very beginning. I really appreciate all of you, but on today's episode, we tracked down Jack. This is our second Jack in the row. Did not plan it this way. It's just how the universe works out. But we tracked down Jack, the singer of No Option. Really great guy. I'm really happy that he was down to do the podcast. I'm a fan of No Option. Way back when I had on Frank and Richie. Really awesome guys. So I tracked down Jack. I wanted to pick his brain to see what he's all about. What his experience at FYA was like. I love FYA. Best weekend of the year. Best weekend of 2020. I've, I've accepted the fact that at this point in the year, there's nothing that's gonna top that. I've done uh, my annual Halloween trip to Disney World, which was really fun. Shout out to everybody that was there. It was great. We had a giant suite, the weather was okay, it wasn't as nice as I thought it was gonna be. Cross paths with Raven. It was it was a good time, but it didn't top FYA. So I was really happy to be able to talk to Jack about that and everything going on with no option and upcoming stuff. So If you're a fan or if you have no idea, this is the time, hit pause because I feel like you'd enjoy the podcast more if you were familiar with the band or who knows, maybe you want to hear the conversation, get interested, and then maybe go check out the band, but do yourself a favor, go to Spotify, Apple, Bandcamp, wherever, and go look up, no option, awesome band out of Delaware, so strap in and I hope you guys enjoy this conversation and without further ado, welcome Jack to the show. we're live welcome to the podcast jack how's it going
1: it's going man i'm just sitting out here man nice rainy night i'm sitting outside on my deck and uh yeah had a pretty good day today so i'm just relaxing now
0: getting ready to shoot the shit with you hell yeah uh for everybody out there who's listening that might not know you sing for a band called no option which i think is super awesome yes sir um
1: thank you thank you bro appreciate that
0: So can you talk about uh, the very beginning uh, when it comes to No Option? Can you talk about how the band got put together? Because you guys put out that demo back in February of 2017.
1: Yeah. So it started off, I have been, I've been going to hardcore shows since probably like 2014. And I think I met Richie in maybe 2015 and we became friends in like 2016. Like we became really good friends. And he was telling me, oh, I want to do this band and this band and the other thing. And I was like, okay, well, if you need somebody or want somebody to do vocals, I got you. And so then he sent me what we had, or what he had, rather, what he'd recorded, because he did it all himself on, like, Tabit and what have you. Mm -hmm. So he sent me all that, and then I was like, damn, this is really sick stuff. Shout out to you, Richie. Good demo. And I was like, yeah, dude, for real. So let's do this. And then we recorded it with our buddy Shane back in 2016. I think it was on Super Bowl Sunday, actually. And I remember rushing through the entire thing because I was a young kid, stupid. And I was like, I have to go to a Super Bowl party, you know? Uh-huh. So it all just, it it, it could have came together a little bit better on my end, but that happened. We released that in February of 2017. And then after a while, the band just kind of like, nothing happened, you know? There was maybe like a six or seven month period of time. There was some personal stuff going on with me and there was stuff going on with Richie and some other members of the band. So we just kind of like let it sit for a little bit. And then it was back in maybe September or maybe August of 2017 that Richie and I had gotten back together and we spoke and we were like, yo, if we're going to do no option, like we're going to do this right. So then we compiled a group of our friends. It was me, Richie, uh, Frank Thompson, yeah, you guys, you already talked to him, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then our friend Kyle and Jack Beaton, and that was the OG lineup. And with that, we recorded Murder Town USA, and played a couple shows in between. We played a couple shows in Philly, and we played a show with Three Week Old Roses. If I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, and we also played at the Fire with Queensway and Warren and Dead Heat and ended it, which was also a really cool show. And I think that if I'm If I'm not mistaken, I think that we played those shows before, yeah, we played those shows before Murder Town came out, which was then February 2018, and then after that, things just kind of gradually picked up, and then Bob, shout out to Bob Wilson, asked us to play This Is Hardcore, and then from there, everything just kind of is where it is now, you know? We're just sort of out here making music and having fun, you know? Yeah. Sorry, no. if was a, sorry if I was sorry if I was rambling a little bit there, but
0: oh no, so you're totally yeah. fine. Uh, so in that uh, uh, th- that gap between uh, the demo and Murder Town, obviously you mentioned personal um, stuff going on. Was there ever a point where no option could have just ended and the demo would have been it?
1: Yeah. Honestly, I mean, I really, I for about five or six months, I just sort of was like, man, that was really cool. But you know, fuck that, <laughs> you know, and I'm glad I changed my mind on that because I really, um, I really thought about it. And I was like, damn, you know, like this could like people were, people were receptive to it, you know, like not like many, but people liked it. And I thought to myself, well, maybe we could try again and put out some fresh material and like, see if it actually works. Cause I thought to myself, it's, I figured it would be worth it, you know, because I really didn't have anything to lose at that point. So I just thought, why not?
0: yeah and also I feel like it's so early on because it's it's just you know the demo and at that point uh, you've seen it time and time again you've been around hardcore for a bit uh, bands will put out a demo maybe an EP and then they might not even last after that just because of you know, other things going on maybe they want to start other projects or maybe the band just wasn't hitting or resonating with people and they just decided to call it quits so uh, you know I feel like those feelings are pretty normal like early on obviously um, you guys are a brand new band young kids and you're not really sure what direction it could go going but i feel like the people who you know stick with it and like kind of persevere and just keep at it and i feel like that's how like you guys ended up where you're at today because you guys could have easily walked away in that um, you know period between the demo and murder town and you know who knows where you guys would be right now
1: i am so glad that we ended up picking it back up where we left off man because we've done a lot of cool stuff and i'm so glad that i and took my head out of my ass and realized that i got something really good and i want to take it and run with it so i'm really i'm really grateful for really grateful for everybody that's been involved and like help us like you know become like the band that we are today you know not like we're anything like crazy but like i'm just i'm very i'm very happy with how things are and we've got new stuff coming out eventually so i'm excited to have that out as well so things are Things are still moving, you know. Okay. Regardless of COVID nineteen, we were just trying to keep the ball rolling, you know.
0: Yeah, we'll build up to the new stuff. But I'm, I'm curious. Uh, were you and Richie like longtime friends before you guys started the band?
1: We were good friends for maybe about a year because mm-hmm. I had dated, I had dated somebody from Delaware at the beginning of no, not the beginning, probably in yeah it was 2016 actually that's what it was it was 2016 and that is when I had become really good friends with Richie because Mm. I was always in Delaware and I was always going to shows and I had seen him around at shows and I think that him and I actually like really became good friends at a show in 2015 in like the summer or maybe the fall of 2015 it was the um it was a Varials record release show, and um, are you familiar with Vicious Embrace? They yes, played as well. Yes, I am. Yeah, and um, so just to just to give an idea there, so it was a that was a great show, and the point of that is that is where Richie and I sort of like just I don't know I don't know what exactly happened, but we sort of just like clicked, and yeah, yeah that's my guy.
2: Can I sure. tell you?
0: Can I tell you a funny Richie story?
1: Absolutely. I am. I'm dying to hear a funny Richie story.
0: Lay it on me. Okay. So, um, it was, um, at FYA this year, right? So it's my first time at the fest and it's the first time for me, um, to be meeting a lot of people that was there that had been on the podcast. Like I, I remember I was, uh, talking to, um, Frank cause uh, him and I, like we talk every now and then. So um, obviously I-, I made it a point to go say hi to him and, yeah. And, you know, obviously he's friends. Obviously, you guys are in the same band with Richie. So um, in passing, I see Richie and I, I I assume and this is where I probably um, shouldn't have assumed, but I just assumed that he knew who I was because we he was on the podcast and like, you know, we, uh, we talked and whatever. So I, I went up to him and I was like, yo, like, how's it going, dude? And he just had this look on his face that he just was i i just felt like he was trying to like figure out in his brain like who the fuck i was and i was and then and and then it hit me i was like oh shit i didn't even introduce myself he probably doesn't even know who i am so he just kind of like went along with it i was like oh like good man but then i just got out of there as fast as i could because like i I just felt so embarrassed and like i don't even think he realized it was me because i never talked to him after that i just kind of let it go but it was so it was so embarrassing and kind of funny at the same time
1: holy shit yeah and i was i was also gonna say richie Richie, I don't really think he's the type to uh, if like he doesn't know who you are. He doesn't really seem like the type of person to be like, "Yo, who are you again?" He'll probably just like probably like eight or nine out uh, like eight or nine times out of ten, he'll be like, "Oh, yo, what's up, bro? How you doing?" You know? Yeah. yeah. Just to try to just to try to keep it cool, I suppose.
0: <laughs> yeah, but th- that was my story, and yeah, and I never even reached That's out. To, yeah, I, I never reached out to him or like you know Frank or anybody to see if he realized it was me. But uh, I, I hope he hears this and gets a good laugh out of it.
1: Maybe he put two and two together, but I hope he does as well. That is funny.
0: (laughs) Okay, so uh, a year after the demo, um, you guys um, put out Murder Town USA. Can you talk about the name behind that
2: EP?
1: That is, um, that's an area in Delaware. That's an area in Wilmington, Delaware. And I am totally embarrassed to be saying this, but right now off the top of my head, I'm not even entirely sure if that is correct. But it is referred to as Murder Town, USA, just because there's like a lot of bad shit going down there. And I'm not, I'm not even from Delaware, which was I, I was the one who came up with the name of the EP just because I was like, OK, that's really ass. And I, I also really shouldn't I shouldn't be saying that just because, like, I don't know. But also, but just point of the story is that that is the that's the um, inspiration behind the name of the EP, just a straight up location in Delaware. In Wilmington, I believe. But like I said, I'm not entirely sure if that's correct.
0: Okay, so you weren't the one behind that uh, that soundbite where it's like a news report and they actually say, uh, you know, uh, Murder Town USA and they're speaking about Wilmington?
1: Oddly enough, um, oddly enough that little soundbite came from, because I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, but Frank also makes beats and he also rapped a little bit for... A couple years ago. I'm sorry if you're listening to this, Frank, but gotta say it. So that little sound soundbite there was from a song. I don't. I honestly don't remember the name of which song. But we had heard that from a song that he did, and I think either he or Richie. It was probably Richie. Richie took that and then incorporated it into um, the EP.
0: Okay, that that makes a really lot sense. And are, are you thinking about his uh, his other project? Uh, he goes by uh, Franco Knight, right?
1: Yes, sir. Yes sir, the one and only
0: (laughs) Okay, Uh, I I used to be in a group chat with um, Frank So I don't hear from him too often these days But I hope he's uh, still doing uh, his solo stuff And on top of, um, you know, uh, being a good drummer
1: Oh, as far as I know, he's still making beats And practicing drums every day Getting better every day Every time I see the kid, I'm like, oh shit Okay Good stuff
0: And uh, you, you mentioned you're not originally from Delaware Where are you originally from?
1: I'm from Berks County, PA. That's where I currently live for about the next month or so. And then I'm going to be moving to Delaware with my girlfriend and a couple of my friends.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So um, how'd you link up with those guys down there in Delaware?
1: Through uh, through my ex-girlfriend back in 2016.
0: Oh, okay. So just like same circle of friends. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So that's how I became. That's how I became tight with all of them. And then it's been, it's been like that ever since.
0: Yeah, you're you're moving it, like, how far away is that from where you're at now?
1: I looked it up yesterday actually.
0: Okay.
2: Just
1: to be exact. I think it was an hour and a half. Like okay. like an hour and 31 minutes. So it's really not far at all. And I'm assuming ahead. that was also with, like nighttime traffic too. So if I ever want to come home, I guess I can always just swing by and be like, "Hey, what's up?"
0: Yeah, I I was actually just in, uh, down in Palm Springs. <clears throat> Excuse me, because that's where my parents live. That's where I grew up, and I, I currently live in Orange County. And it always trips me out because it's only like an hour and a half with no traffic, two hours like with traffic, and it's not that far away, but it still seems like just two completely different worlds from like the way I grew up and like what I was doing out there to try to keep myself busy and trying to have fun versus like what I do out here now, it's like two completely different worlds, but it's not that far apart. And it always just trips me out how it's like, it was always so close to me growing up, but it just like, you know, just seems so far away.
1: Forgive me for asking you this because I'm not sure if I know where are you originally from? Are you originally from California?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I grew up in the city of La Quinta.
2: Okay.
0: Okay. Cool. Yeah i I've, I've thought about moving out of California, but I don't think I could ever uh move away because I maybe it's because I'm biased because I've lived here my whole life, but I, I just don't think I would enjoy it anywhere else. And like I've been on vacation to like different states and done a little bit of traveling, but I just always am so anxious like whenever I'm on vacation just to get back home because I'm like, okay, this is fun. I feel like I had the or my fix of like being on vacation and doing the things that I came to do but I'm just like so ready to get home so I I thought about it a couple times but I don't think I could ever leave and I I don't think I could ever leave and be happy
1: yeah no I totally understand that sentiment about vacation too because um I'm the same way you know after a certain point I'm just kind of like okay this is cool but I miss my I miss my house you know I miss my bed so Mm. I know what you're saying
0: And you mentioned you're moving to uh, Delaware soon. Is this the first time you're moving away from where you grew up?
1: Yes, it is actually. So it's uh, it's gonna be a new experience for me. But I'm excited, you know. And it's gonna happen sometime, you know. Change is a necessary part of life, I think, regardless of how you know stressful or whatever you whatever it may be, you know. It's really, I'm really not even stressed. I'm more so just kind of like anxious in a sense Mm -hmm. but i'll i'll get over that once i get down there and get settled in and one thing that is really bumming me out about that that i just want to touch on is that i'm moving down there in the midst of a coronavirus pandemic and apparently we're supposed to be experiencing like a really a bad winter as they've been saying and i want to see my friends because i want to you know like get acclimated to being in Delaware because Mm -hmm. I don't want to like, I don't want to like jump ship, move to a new state and then just be cooped up in the house because things are just terrible. So that's one thing that's kind of making me a little bit nervous just because I want to be able to see my friends, but I don't know if I'll be able to, but we'll see, you know, you never know what can happen.
0: I'm curious. uh, How old are you? I'm 23. 23. Okay. Oh, you're still fairly young. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like at this point in your life you moving down with your friends i I think just you got to enjoy this stuff in real time because uh these might be some of the best times of your life and for you to move Mm -hmm. away from home for the first time that that sounds very exciting because i've moved around a bunch uh and it was always fun but now that i'm a little bit older like moving and i I moved during the pandemic. back in uh, April I, I moved and that sucked. I always hate moving, but just moving during a pandemic was just like a little more strange. Cause just like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I get that. And yeah, just trying to like, you know, navigate and try to stay safe. But I don't know. Uh, you mentioned that you are moving with your friends. So uh, I guess if you can't see other people, at least like, you know, your home base, like, you know, it shouldn't be that bad.
1: Oh, no, nah, no, nah. it'll be, it'll be great. Honestly, I'm going to be with my girlfriend and I'm going to be with my friend, Kyle and his, uh, and his girlfriend Brianna. So that'll be great. Honestly. I'm not really, I'm not really stressed out about that aspect of it. You know, mm-hmm. Like if I, if I wasn't moving in with them, I would either, well, honestly I probably wouldn't be moving by myself. I'd probably just be staying. I'd just be staying at home, you know? Yeah. And I wouldn't be able to see anybody, but at least I'm going to be around good company and people that I really enjoy being with, you know?
0: hundred percent. I feel like th- that's really important. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, that close circle that you have, as long as like, you know, you're good with that, you know, shouldn't be like too big of a deal.
1: Oh yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be fine. Honestly, you know, like, well, the thought of the thought of anybody having to be like, well, you know, this is me all just assuming things that like there would, that there will, or could be like a lockdown of sorts. But mm-hmm. like, you know, if God forbid that were to happen, you know, it's it it would be good for me to be around people, yeah, that I enjoy and I'm I'm just ah I don't even know what to say. I'm 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 honestly just like repeating myself at this point. Yeah, you get the point that I'm trying to make. It's going to be fine. I'm not really stressed out about that aspect of it.
0: Okay, I I'm curious about what a bad winter in Delaware is like because I live here in Southern California. We don't really get the bad oh, winters, oh, oh, so. i'm
1: oh oh i'm talking about I'm talking about like um i'm sorry um that's that's just like that's that's like coronavirus stuff like they like quote unquote like bad winter meaning like it's gonna be like bad for like cases or whatever but i'm gonna i'm gonna cut the i'm gonna cut the covid talk right now because that's not why we're here, so I know I've been talking about that quite a bit, so I'm just gonna cut it in its tracks, but that's what I meant by bad winter, but okay winters in Delaware are pretty nasty. I will say like it, it gets as bad about, it gets about as bad as anywhere on the East coast, you know, I've been, and I've been there a lot in the winter time, just like snow and slush and all that stuff.
0: Okay. So you won't be too out of place down there when it comes to being in the snow.
1: Oh no, not at all. I'm used to that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. I'm, I think everybody
1: is at this point.
0: I couldn't live in the snow. I've, I, I think about it and just the thought of having to deal like because I've been to areas like, you know, when it was like snowing, I've like hit black ice, uh, you know, stuff like that. And I, I just think about it like I could never do this full time. I would literally be so depressed and so sad. So I'm happy that I live here in Southern California. If I want to see snows, I'll just drive up to the mountains. I don't got to worry about, you know, shoveling out my driveway to get to work or anything like that. I'll just enjoy the nice, awesome weather that we have like 90 percent of the time down here.
1: You want to know what's messed up, man? I've never been to California, and I was really hoping that, like, 2020 was going to be the year that, like, I go, Mm -hmm. just because, like, Sound and Fury just, like, looks amazing every single year, so I really, like, I wanted to do that, as well as just, like, you know, hopefully, like, oh, no option could, like, maybe play some shows out there, you know? Like, I was hoping that this would be the year, and, you know, everything just, like, everything just shut down, so... I'm hoping that eventually I can actually experience what it's like to be in California just because I know that like, you're talking about how like how you're glad to be living there mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like I've never even been and that bums me out cause I've wanted to go, I've wanted to visit California since I was like a little kid,
0: you know? Yeah, for sure. No, I, I totally get that. Um, Yeah, that would be sick to, uh, well, for you to eventually get out here at some point, but I, I think it would be, um, you know, even sweeter if it, your first time was coming out here to do some shows. I, I think that would be really awesome.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I've I've thought about that, and I've thought to myself always, I'm like, damn, that would that would honestly be really cool. That'd be very that'd be very satisfying. A first trip could be for something that you know we worked hard for.
0: Yeah, I feel like you guys come out and team up with a band from California and just do like something down the coast, maybe hit uh, Arizona or even go up to the Pacific Northwest. Uh, I, I feel like that would go over like pretty well because there's like s- there's so many awesome bands from here, obviously. Uh, so for you guys to be able to make it out here, I think that'd be super sick.
1: Hey, time will tell, man. You never know. Honestly.
0: OK, I want to go back to Murder Town the, on, yeah. the, on the band camp. Uh, it's listed that the artwork, the artwork was done by Frank And Tyler Mullen, can you talk about what working with uh, Tyler Mullen was like? Because I think he's super awesome. And he just had a birthday. So uh, happy birthday again, Tyler.
1: Yes, he did. I think, yeah, yesterday was his birthday. And um, he did the letters for, Tyler did the letters for us on that EP. He did the logo for us. He actually has done both of our logos, our our old one and our new one that we're going to be using for our new stuff and he did the uh the murder town usa like writing at the bottom and then frank was the one who took all of the frank was the one who made the cover then frank was the one who took all of the pictures like the four pictures and then like put them and like made them all green and stuff and those pictures were taken by our friend josh Mm -hmm. back at back at that Queensway show that i spoke about earlier at the fire
0: okay and
1: so it was those it was those three that did the uh that did the cover for that and they did a great job
0: yeah, I definitely like it. i I, I probably should have asked uh, Frank why he went with the color green, uh, but it's pretty interesting because it kind of sticks out.
1: Yeah, honestly, I was thinking the same thing. I really liked it when I first saw it, and I had the same thought dude and I was like, the green kind of makes everything like sort of pop, you know? Mm-hmm. Like the green accent and all that.
0: Yeah, and I definitely, sure. definitely love that logo um, that was done by Tyler, and I, and I know he does a lot of stuff for a, a bunch of different bands, so um, shout out to him for staying busy and... Uh, You know, putting out these awesome logos. If you guys need anything done by him, hit him up. He's super awesome.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to Tyler and shout out to Year of the Knife and Gridiron and basically every other band that he's in. You know, hundred percent. Just because that man is a yeah, that man is a is a music monster, music machine. And uh, oh, I was actually going to say, did you? You're a fan of Year of the Knife, right? Yes, I am. I don't know if you caught their yeah. I don't know if you caught their um, if you caught their not Fest. Livestream the other day because they did like a they did like this thing called pulse of the maggots
2: mm-hmm. It was
1: like a live stream fest through not fest and I just want to say they sounded fucking amazing And I was I was honestly super surprised the set sounded very clean and the visuals were great Shout out to Eric and Dan Eric Easterday and Dan white Friends of mine. They did the visuals for that and I just wanted to I just wanted to touch on that because You mentioned Tyler and I was thinking to myself Yeah, you're the knife awesome job the other night if you happen to be listening to this
0: anyone yeah no and it's cool for them to be recognized uh, especially uh and to be put on on a like a a bigger platform like that to be playing with a bunch of other bands so it's, it's super cool to see them being able to stay busy and be active and just kind of be out there still doing cool things amidst what's going on right now
1: Oh, yeah, that exposure is awesome. And I noticed that Slipknot posted it on their Instagram and they tagged them. And I was like, and I was thinking to myself, I was like, damn, if I was in Year of the Knife, I would be having a, I'd be throwing a fit right now. Because I've been a Slipknot fan personally since I was super young. And I know that, I know that some of them in Year of the Knife also are as well. Mm
0: hmm no for sure to be recognized by uh, you know like a band as big as Slipknot and um, who's done so much for that community I, th- I think it's super awesome to to just get that you know that recognition it's super cool
1: super awesome accomplishment for sure
0: okay uh, and way earlier you mentioned that uh, Bob Wilson um, hit you guys up and asked you guys to play this is hardcore can you talk about what that was like because you think about it you guys had uh, done the demo there was a Little Break Murder Town and then you guys get asked to play this is hardcore, which is a big deal. Like w- probably one of the, mm-hmm. the biggest hardcore fests in the world um, always has a super solid lineup. I know everybody over there works hard to put that together every year. Can you talk about what your guys' feelings were like when you got asked and what the experience was like for you guys?
1: Yes. So we, um so we had been, pl- we played like shows here and there after murder town came out and, um, Actually, what I can remember is this is how I think the whole the whole experience went down with No Option, and this is hardcore, is that we played another show at the Fire, and I can't remember what month it was. I think it was July. and We played a show with Inclination and C Space Cowboy and Struck Nerve and another band that I can't remember right now. But the point is, is that we had a really awesome set that night, and that was a set that everybody was like, oh, wow, this band is actually really cool, and two weeks after that show was this is hardcore and rotting out was supposed to be headlining. And I think that the vocalist Wally um, like tore his ACL or there was something wrong with his leg or his foot or something. I can't remember, but they had to drop off. And so Bob actually asked Kyle first, if we wanted to play and Kyle called me twice. And the first time I didn't answer him because I was busy. And then the second time I was like, okay, well this must be something pretty important. And Kyle called me and was like, no. So Bob asked if we wanted to play This as Hardcore, and I kind of just did like a double take, and I was like, wait, are you for real? Like, I kind of thought I was being punked in the moment, and then I thought about it, and I was like, oh, this may not be a joke. And then it kind of just all fell into place. And then we played first on Friday, which was, we got asked, I think it was maybe like within a week's notice, mm-hmm. maybe like six or seven days, which was just really cool and totally nerve-wracking as well as super exciting. And we played first and we um, we played and we started and not that many people were in the room just because the line was like really long when we started. But then when the room started getting filled in more and more people, like more and more people started coming into the room and I was like, Oh wow. Like, cause I wasn't really expecting anybody to show up, you know, like on the first, on the first day for the first band, I wasn't particularly expecting that. But then I, Was informed about the um, like the Philly hardcore band, like the new Philly hardcore band slot, which is I, which I guess is like a this is hardcore tradition. Like the newer band plays first on the first day. Like Payback did the last this is hardcore, Mm -hmm. and then we did the year before that. I'm pretty sure. And yeah, it was the year before that. Sorry, having a brain fart. And that was an amazing experience for me and for. Me, Richie, Frank, Kyle, and Jack, which was the OG lineup. So we had like the OG No Option playing. This is hardcore for the first time for all of us, and we were all just like blown away by the response and everything. It was an amazing experience.
2: I
0: remember that was the time that I found out about No Option because I uh, followed the This Is Hardcore like Twitter account and Instagram, and then I also followed Joe Hardcore. And I remember them uh, talking about how hard you guys were working and how they recognized that um you guys were you know real young kids and they were stoked to have you guys on the fest and I was like all right cool if they're like you know pushing this newer band from the area I'm really curious to see like what they're all about and that's how I discovered you guys is the fact that you guys got asked to play and then just them kind of pushing you um out there on social media uh, that's how I I discovered um who you guys were and I-, I thought it was super awesome I've been a fan ever since
1: yeah that was- thank you man I appreciate that a lot all of this all of that is honestly something that i never really expected like to have like joe and chris and everybody from this hardcore and like sunny hate five six shout out to him shout out to everybody honestly mm-hmm. to have all of them like putting on for no option so heavy and like being able to just like you know talk to them as like friends it's just like it's a really cool thing honestly and i never i never really imagined that no option would get there even on like even in like the best case scenario you know like when we put out murder town and people were really perceptive I was sort of just thinking like, ah, you know, I was, I literally said to myself, like, this is hardcore, maybe, maybe 20, like maybe 2019, like if we're lucky, but we got lucky that year. And I'm really grateful to Bob and Joe and Chris. Again, if any of you happen to be listening, thanks guys for doing that. I'm indebted to you forever.
0: Yeah, no, it's something really cool. I, I, I I think about that and I think it's better when you don't really set any expectations on like your band or like whatever project you got going on. Because that's the kind of mindset that I have when I do this podcast. Just uh, not going to lie early on, I I used to be like super curious if uh, people were actually listening and I'd be like, you know, stoked to see the numbers going up and people tuning in from different areas like whatever. And I I would check like the analytics and I, I still do, but not like obsessively. Uh, now I'm just kind of like I'm going to do this because I still love it and if people are going to tune in that's awesome Uh, but I'm just not too into you know trying to uh, spread it and just you know promote the hell out of it I I just do it because I love it this is something that I really enjoy because like like I said like I've said it like a million times before on the podcast but I have people like you on because I like I said I'm a fan of the band I'm curious about like you know who you are as a person and I'm just here to uh, have these awesome conversations so I, I just try really not to set any like Expectations on um, you know any particular episode because um, who knows what's going to happen? I, people are going to listen to it. Uh, it could blow up, cool, or it could just be a normal episode and nobody really cares. And that's cool with me too. Just like you know, you guys did this ban and you never really thought best case scenario that you'd be where you're at today. So I, I think that's something that people should kind of uh, take into consideration: is just try not to set too much or any crazy expectations because most of the time you might just be let down or you know the reality of how things are in your minds. Like you know isn't what it really is in the real world.
1: Yeah, man, for sure. Like, I've honestly, I've honestly never really, I'm not going to say never
2: Uh because
1: I've, I've been like, I've been disappointed at times, but for the most part, like I haven't ever really been let down by like anything that's happened with, with no option, just because I don't really have many expectations, you know, like even if, even if things are good for us as a band and people like us and like, and like, I don't know all that good stuff. Like I don't really, I've I've been really happy and excited about it, all, all the offers we've been getting simply because, yeah, I don't have any expectations, you know? I just kind of let things happen as they do. And I hope that good things can happen. And sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't. But that's just life, you know?
0: Yeah, I I, I think it's really cool that uh, you guys have the support of your community. Like, I, I look and see, like, the figureheads, like, you know, Joe Hardcore, uh, Sunny, Hey Five Six, you know Bob Wilson, and, and these people that you mentioned that um you know have supported you guys and have had your back, and I, I feel like that speaks volumes. Like when the people you know who are actively and locally in your scene are willing to you know put their rep on the line and promote you guys, I, I think that definitely says a lot.
1: No, well, I I appreciate all of them immensely, just for like their honestly their never ending support and basically everything else, man. You know. Like it's, it's a really good thing to just, it's a really, it's a really good thing to have that from people that you look up to, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm honestly super, I'm super grateful to, to have that support always. Like, like I said, you know?
0: Okay. So um, I, I kind of want to skip ahead. You guys were uh, announced to do a, a live stream, which you guys eventually did. But when, when the first announcement came out um, that you guys were supposed to do with uh, Sunny. Uh, eventually got called off because uh, somebody got sick um, or got COVID. I shouldn't say sick because that could—that sounds really bad. S- somebody got COVID. Like, um, how was that situation for you? Because I remember when I saw the announcement, I was like, "Oh, cool, hell yeah! This is another, um, you know, uh, awesome band that's getting added to this list of bands that have done these live streams with Sunny." And I feel like it's always been a good product uh, since he started doing them since the pandemic started. But can you talk about what you were going through when it had to get uh, postponed uh, because of uh, whoever got COVID?
1: Oh yeah. That was, that was me. I, I, yeah, I didn't have COVID though. And it was amazing because I had all the symptoms except for a fever. I had the shortness of breath. I had like the crazy, like, like the stomach problems and I had like muscle aches and I had a cough Mm -hmm. and I, I didn't have it. I was, I, I had to wait god I can't believe I'm saying this I had to wait 17 days for a test result and they told me it was going to be like five days so I spent a good three weeks just at the house stressed and feeling sick and then when I found out that I didn't have coronavirus I was just like okay what's that all about then and didn't turn out to be anything I guess I just had a bug of sorts but I I was not able to push through a set because i was having i was having breathing problems obviously and i was thinking to myself like i'm gonna pass out doing like a 20 minute set if i'm feeling this way and i started feeling bad maybe like a week like six or seven days before the live stream and i really had to think about it and i was like oh shit like i really kind of had to make that decision because i was like if anything goes wrong i'm gonna be liable and i and i can't have that
0: you know Hundred percent, because you don't want that—the weird stain on not only like your name, but then your band, and uh, who knows what that could lead to. So, I, I think the decision, or the, it was the right decision, to um, you know, to postpone it, reschedule. Um, and I'm stoked that Sunny was uh, you know down to do that and work with you guys.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Sunny was Sunny was totally game with rescheduling because you know wasn't anybody's wasn't anybody's fault really. It's just kind of just kind of the way of the world. And glad we were able to reschedule because I had a lot of fun, and that was truly, was truly an awesome time. Like it felt really good to play all those songs again because I was like, oh my god, like it was, it was like a feeling that I hadn't felt since we. Oh, funny enough, we actually, we actually played like the last Philly hardcore show. We headlined a show at the Pharmacy in Philadelphia with a couple of bands, Strangle You and Living in Fear, Mm. and I think, oh, and another band, Perfect World, I think they're from New York. We played a show with them, and that was the last Philly Hardcore show because that was maybe like two or three days into like the, oh, like coronavirus, and everybody was like, oh, like, all the shows were getting canceled, but for whatever reason, Chris and Alex Bradley, who booked it, shout out to both of them, they, they said, we're just gonna do it. And so, it happened, and then that was it. That was the last time that I was on a stage, doing no option stuff, besides like one or two practices, maybe like three in the last like seven or eight months. So it felt great to play those songs again and to just see everybody and to just have like the whole like vibe, you know?
0: Yeah, I I, I totally get that. Um, one thing I, I was curious about because um, every video that I've ever seen of, uh, no option live. And I had the chance to experience,
1: um, I already you guys... know what you're, you're going to say, Oh no, no, keep, keep going, uh, keep going though. I don't want to be wrong. So just keep okay. going. <laughs> I, I,
0: I think you might be wrong. I'm sorry. Um, and I had the um, your chance to experience you guys set live at FYA and it always, um, seemed like a good time. And when I got to experience it lit live at FYA, I was like, okay, cool. This is like lived up to everything that I've seen on the internet. So it was really cool to see that. The stuff that I've seen on video and what I experienced in real life was the same. Just um, high energy. I see a ton of your friends out there always showing support. Even seeing the same people from the videos there at Fya showing support. I was like, okay, this is fucking cool. And I I just loved the energy that you guys gave off. But when you guys played that live set, what was it like for you guys just not having anybody there except for you you guys and Sunny?
1: Well, first, well, first, I, well, I want to say that yes, I was way off base from what I thought you were going to say. Okay, so sorry, my my fault for yeah, my fault for that. But it was um, cool. You know, I mean, it, it was different. It was definitely different. Not like having like the crowd there because just because I I honestly I like feed off of like the energy of the crowd. Just because like I love seeing everybody going wild, and I love seeing all my friends in the audience just like doing their thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like everything's everything's always great and. It was definitely a different experience doing the live stream, but it was still great nonetheless. I didn't really have any complaints about it, honestly.
0: Yeah, because at Fya, like you're you're handing the mic off to all your friends, and you know people are going up there and doing guest parts, and uh, yeah, it, it was uh, it was a different experience. And I was just curious, like what it was for, like you guys playing just in the studio and having to you know keep the high energy, but it's like there's like nobody else there to you know to give it back. So I, I'm I'm always curious like what it's like for the different bands that go in there.
1: It was different, different, but cool. That's what I'll say. It was different, but it was very, very cool. And I'm grateful that Sonny, that Sonny asked us to do that. And like, even like he, he actually, he actually hit me up again and was like, yo, do you want to reschedule? So, uh, so it was, it was great to know that he wanted to see that and to know that a lot of other people wanted to see it too. It was a good time.
0: Yeah. Cause you think about it, the bands that he's done, it done those live streams with uh, in that studio, it was year than I one step closer you guys, and uh, more recently restraining order um am, am I missing anybody else? I, th- I think that was it, right, just in that studio,
1: yeah, yeah, it was yeah it was year of the knife, one step closer us, and restraining order,
0: yeah uh, yeah it, yeah, exactly, and all amazing bands, so the fact that um you know he the fact that he was uh, you know wanted to reschedule it yeah uh, he, he does awesome work i I, I love Sonny um, he was a guest on the podcast at the beginning of the year. I have always like great things to say about him, I love everything that he's doing, uh you know for hardcore, he's like such an awesome and positive force that, um you know, uh, obviously I, I, tons of people love him. So um, he's great. He's gonna go down in history. He's a legend.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, man.
0: Okay, and man, yeah, th- that last show you guys played for Philly Hardcore, that was literally like the week before the like before the whole like country went down because that same weekend I was at a show in L.A. and that was the last show that I ever went to. Uh, but I'm curious when you guys play that show, um, pretty cool lineup. Shout out my friend came he, he sings in uh, that band strangle you. Uh, did you guys have yes, any? Shout out,
1: yes. Shout out to Cayman. Shout out yeah, to Cayman.
0: Yeah. Great guy. Um, yeah. Uh, did you guys think that that could have been it for you guys for a while, or was it just kind of like still up in the air for everybody in, in your mind?
1: You know, at, th- at that point, I think it's kind of tough to say because at that point I kind of thought to myself, like, well, you know, I I really didn't know. I really didn't know how bad it was going to get in in the country
2: mm-hmm. at that
1: point. But I, I I definitely had a thought in the back of my head, just because the the main thing I was thinking about was um we we had a tour scheduled a couple of weeks after that show in Philly. Oh, wow. And we were thinking to our and we yeah we that was with um that was with that band Buggin and. We had a, we had a tour scheduled them. It was, I think it was like five or six days and it was going to be great. And we had to cancel all of that because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And I, I sort of figured once that was happening that like once every other show was getting canceled, you know, like tours were getting canceled, like halfway through and like tours were getting canceled before they happened. And like the thought of touring was just basically like done at that point and like playing shows. So it was at that point that I kind of thought to myself, okay. This might be this might be it for a little bit, you know, just in the terms of shows, though, you know, because we had yeah, we had the full and we have had and still have the full intention of like releasing music and doing stuff, even though even though things are sort of dull right now, you know.
0: Yeah, and I I was bummed. Also, you guys were scheduled to play that uh, the unity barbecue, the second one.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, dude, I think about that every single day. I'm not even lying. I think about that show every single day, like that fucking one step closer, simulacra, shackled, fucking struck nerve, like all the fool's game, yeah, all the, the all newer the friends, bands. Man. yeah it was yeah, no, no option, like it was literally just gonna be like unity, you know, like literal unity, payback, like child's payback i was I was so bummed I, I had a feeling it was going to be canceled like i i definitely knew it was going to be canceled honestly but it i think about it every single day because that show had the potential to be so amazing because the first one the one the year before was awesome outer heaven played and jesus peace and year of the knife and us and just all like the philly bands like philly delaware it was it was great and i'm super bummed about that still (laughs)
2: Yeah,
0: it's a, uh, it's something that I think is like really important. Like, I I think it's really awesome that you guys have that out there. But I feel like like more scenes like outside of your area should be doing something like that to try to uh, you know bring the unity back because I, I feel like it's like a really important aspect of hardcore and I and I get it. Not everybody's going to be friends. Like not everybody likes each other. But um, like when when you think about the bigger picture when it comes to like our scene in general, like that kind of stuff is really important.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so too, for sure. Like, can we all just get along? You know, like we're all here for the same reason.
0: Yeah. And, and the fact that you guys pulled off the the first one, uh, I, I know that like obviously it rained or whatever, but uh, that's for, like the only issue. But all those bands that came together uh, for the awesome cause and uh, it turning out to be something really awesome from everybody that I've talked to. So just seeing the lineup for the second one, I'm just like, damn, I, 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 I think, yeah, just like I said, more people should be doing stuff. So something like that to try to help, uh, you know, keep that. Um you know, aspect of hardcore alive because it's like like I mentioned before it's really important in my mind,
1: no, for sure, and that first unity barbecue was even though even though it rained and there was no barbecue, pizza was ordered in, mm. and inside it was really hot and sweaty, but the vibe was just amazing, and that was one of my favorite sets that we've ever played before. that was probably one of the best sets that no option has ever played, honestly, and mm. I'm super grateful for Bob for asking us to play that, and then the following but. You know how it goes. And I also really love, like... I love... There's a lot of things that I love about it. I love, like, the showcase of, like... Because it, it's not just, like, Philly hardcore or, like, Delaware or, like, anything. Like, we've got, like, Shackled playing now. And then, like, One Step Closer, wilkes Bear, And I love that aspect of it, that there was just, like, from, like, all over, like... like I can't even think of it. Oh, wh- whatever. So the next thing I was going to say was that the... The price of admission for that show, I can't remember exactly what it was. I think it was like $2 before the first band and then maybe like five or six or something. I can't remember the other price after the first band. And I think that that's just like a super awesome incentive to get people out there early, especially since like you, you honestly, you never know who the first band is going to be. You don't really find out until like the day of maybe like hours beforehand, you know?
0: yeah and uh you know cheap price and i that is a really good incentive to get everybody there early because to see these bands that are playing first um, like you said you don't know who it's going to be uh if you're not familiar maybe you could stumble upon a band that you're into that you didn't even know existed or a band that exactly. you or names exactly. that you've seen on flyers that you've never actually listened to and you realize like oh shit this band's actually cool i just never had the time to check them out but here i am now early and caught them live. And now I have something new to listen to. So yeah, no, it, the, the whole idea behind it, I I think is like really awesome.
1: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And I hope that, I hope that when the world, when the world picks back up again, that, that fest can be, can be recreated in the same, the same style that it is like right now. Just like, I hope the same lineup can come back and I hope it can happen. But like I've been saying, you never know. Okay. Just got to wait and see. Time will tell.
0: So July twenty nineteenth, you guys put out a full length, "Make It Count," and I uh, love everything about the album. I think the the interlude is really interesting. I I, I like that you guys did that. Um, can you talk about? Thank you, bro. Thank you. No problem. Can you talk about um what that record means to you and what it was like to put out a, a full length for the first time?
1: Man, you know, that that record was was kind of a was kind of a weird experience for me just because that was, that was the first time I had ever like written like that, that much material just because like, I like, you know, like if I, if I know that we're like doing like an EP or whatever, like I'll like do like a couple songs here and there. But then I was thinking to myself like, damn, we're really doing 10 songs on this. And I, I enjoyed it for the most part, but as I think back on it now, I sort of wished that, I don't know how anybody else in my band feels about this and I've, I've spoken about this before, but I sort of wish that we didn't do an album so quick out of the gate just because we had some hype because that that's just, like I said, I don't know how they feel about it, but just in my personal opinion, I feel like we sort of did a rush job when we could have taken a little bit of time, polished some shit and then put out like a a second EP before saying, okay, let's put out an album. You know, Mm -hmm. it was a great experience. For sure. And Wyatt, shout out to Wyatt Oberholzer. He's recorded like Year of the Knife, Payback, Gridiron, bunch of really sick bands. Uh hesitate, shout out to them. I was gonna Yeah, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. So that was a great experience for recording and I I like the songs, most of the songs I'll say. I l I like most of the songs. And I think back and I listen to it and I'm saying I like look at the track list and I think like, okay, this like this could have been this couldn't be scrapped. Like this can be scrapped. This was unnecessary. You know, like that was just my take on it. I feel like we may have did a bit of a, like I said, a rushed job. But I don't really like. There's no sense in regretting it, you know, mm-hmm. because people, you know, people enjoy it, and it was a learning experience for me and for everybody in the band. Because like, I don't think any of us. Well, no, that's a lie. I was gonna say, I was gonna say none of us have ever recorded a full length before, but our old guitarist Jack did with. Is four hands, so yeah. It was just it was a new experience for the most of us, I'll say, and I. That's why I'm thinking now. I'm really pushing, like, okay, let's do like four, maybe like four or five, maybe six songs, and put that out, and let's really like work on it and make sure it's like, make sure it's good, and everything, or make sure it's not necessarily good, but just like the way that we want it to be just like up to our standard, if you will.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm curious. So the, the way you feel about the record now, was that just in hindsight or um, while you guys were recording, did you feel that way while you were um, putting out these songs in the studio?
1: That's, that's definitely in hindsight for sure, mm-hmm. because even a couple of months after the album came out, I remember, I remember asking a buddy of mine, I can't remember who it was. I can't remember. Oh, it was, it was Andrew. It was Andrew DiCamillo from Shackle. I remember, I don't even remember how it came up. I think I was just kind of standing there, and I looked at him, and I was like, yo, the, the album. That that was that was a little too much. Yeah, no. And he was like, I think a second EP is a good look. And that was just his opinion on it. And I thought about that, and that resonated with me. I was like, damn, that honestly, in in hindsight, that probably would have been a good idea. But like I said, there's no sense in regretting it. And I like the songs, so no harm done, right, honestly.
0: To be fair, I, yeah, I I think it's fine. I I like the record and uh, yeah, I I, I just don't feel like there's like a a formula when it comes to um, what you're supposed to release in order because, you know, you can look at a bunch of different bands. Some bands do demos, some bands skip demos, Uh, you know, so I just think you guys are doing what felt right at the time. So I don't really fault you guys for it. Like, I I think the body of work is fine. Like, I don't think like I look at it and be like, oh, I wish they would have done another EP and waited because like because if you look at um you know you, you listen from the demo to murder town to make it count you can hear the progression in you guys as artists so I'm just not sure if you know if you guys would have waited it would have changed things it would have made it better or worse I have no idea so I think you guys are fine
1: well I, yeah, I, I appreciate that man thank you very much and and you're not the only person who thinks that way like I know like a couple of people have told me that that album really resonates with them and that that feels good you know i i honestly i uh i go i go through a lot of shit in my life just like everybody else does, and i've sort of kind of just been trying to you know make it count i guess uh, you know sort of like life is short and I'm trying not to just be so i'm trying not to be so uptight and stressed all the time i'm kind of just trying to like let things happen as they do and not to you know worry myself sick you know what i mean i i want to just like I want to rise above, instead of you know just sitting here and being like, okay, th- this is my life, you know, like oh, shit sucks, you know, because yeah, shit does suck, but I mean, there's no sense in wallowing in your own misery. It's not going to do you any good, and it's not going to do the people around you any good. So, I just I I think about that with the album, and and to get back to what I was saying again, because I know I know for a fact I'm rambling the album, I'm really glad that you and others can, you know, appreciate the album. Maybe not even like the subject matter, if you will, but more so just like you like the music and whether you appreciate the subject matter or the music, it really doesn't matter to me which one, you know, like it, hate it, love it. It doesn't matter. You know, I'm, I'm happy with it. I got no regrets.
0: Yeah. I feel like it's, um, you, uh, you know, um, use like yourself. You're the only person that's you know, able to make this like real change in yourself. Like, you know, if you just sit around and uh, you know, rack your brain about if it's good or people are gonna like it, there's honestly nothing you can do. Like once you um, you know, upload it and it's out there, um people are just gonna form their own opinions. Like there's gonna be people who are gonna love it and people who are gonna hate it and uh, you know, you should just accept it for what it is and you know, just continue forward. Just move on and just continue to what you guys are doing and not let that stuff like hold you back.
2: Yeah,
1: man, absolutely. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking like You know, when I was, when I was younger, I used to just like, you know, saying like, don't let the assholes get you down. I used to let the assholes get me down a lot when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And now I'm kind of thinking to myself, like, there's no point. There's going to be assholes around every corner you walk, you know, like you can't escape it. So it's just, I kind of just try to go about, go about my, my life and just like, you know, do what I can pretty much. That's all I can really do.
0: Yeah, no, trust me. I, I get it. I try, uh, you know, so hard to to just not waste any time and just try to be as productive as possible with the things that I enjoy. But, you know, sometimes like things will slip through the cracks and uh, I'll get get like affected by things that people say or um, or when I find out people aren't down for. Uh, what I'm doing. I'm just like, oh, that sucks. And especially when it's people that I like, want to work with or people that I, I respect. And I'm just like, oh, all right, I, I get it. It's fine. That like that person doesn't like it. Uh, and I, I know not everybody likes it. And it, it does uh, bother me like a little bit. I'm just like, fuck, I, I, I can't let that like uh, consume me because I have to realize, okay, that one person that doesn't want to work with me or that one person who hates it doesn't define like the whole thing that I've been doing for the past couple of years. So I can't just let that little bump in the road like, you know, just uh you know, throw me off course. So I'm just like, all right, I just gotta refocus and just uh, you know, realize that there's a ton of people who actually care and like, you know, want to help the cause with what I'm doing. So it it's I, I totally get what you're saying. Sometimes it, it's hard not to let those assholes get to you. Um, but uh a lot of times you just gotta remember that like they're not that important, you know?
1: Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, like you said, they're really they're really not that important at all. You're right. You're right
0: okay so um you guys have uh, a song track seven titled no option which I, I think is always a big deal to name uh like an album or a song after the the, the band so i'm curious if you can kind of go a little deeper into um the meaning of that song
1: um man the meaning of that song i i really enjoy that song and shout out to my girlfriend maya for her for her little guest spot on there she actually did that before we started dating but She's oh wow great, you know?
2: okay i
0: i, I didn't no know that was option, your girlfriend, yeah,
1: no but, okay. option oh yeah continue i'm sorry
0: Oh no, I, I was saying i i didn't know that was your girlfriend but um shout out maya that's awesome sir
1: shout out to maya and what was i gonna say no option that song um that's eh, that, that's that's not a very when it comes to the subject matter of that song it's not a very it's not a very upbeat catchy song it's just like you know literally like wake up in the morning wishing i was not alive you know it, it happens a lot you know like it's that still is something that i'm not over you know sometimes i wake up and i'm just like oh my god kill me you know people shit happens you know and what i'm thinking to myself when i'm writing this song is like how can i take exactly how i'm feeling you know and put it onto paper you know because no option was i think the first song that i wrote for the demo before i had written like get out or that other song that we had on their tendencies. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no option was the first song that I wrote. And I was, and I was thinking to myself when I wrote it, I was like, hmm, maybe people, maybe somebody can resonate with this. And lucky for me, people did. And also lucky for me, that happens to be, that happens to be a hype song for us. People love that song. And that's, that's always great. No. So I'm, uh, I'm happy with that song. I'm proud of that song to say to say the least i'm proud of that song
0: all right Um, i'm really glad that you're happy with that song i i think it's a a good song uh when you have those feelings about uh waking up and like wanting to be dead like what do you do to um to combat that and feel better
1: Hmm. you know it's an it's an everyday struggle man i'm i'm trying to figure that out trying to figure that out every single day just how just how to like you know Make it through, and just like I, I talk to people, and I spend time outside. I listen to music. I I work a lot. I'm I work like forty hours a week at a five guys, so I'm I'm there constantly. So even if I am going through some shit mentally, I don't really have the time to because I'm flipping burgers all the live long day. So I don't really have the time to be worrying about things. So I just um I I really just I do what I can. I really just do what I can to just like you know make it through the day you know it's i'm i'm not i'm not in incapable yeah i'm not incapable of doing that by any means it's 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 hard sometimes but you know i i just live my life man one day at a time
0: i get it there's days where I'll 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 waste time uh, and, and there's even things I'm thinking about um, where I was like fuck I gotta get shit done before the day is over but I'll just like lay in bed and it's like it's so comfy in my bed and I can you know prop my phone up and just sit on YouTube or scroll through like some memes and I know I'm wasting time and I am like fuck I shouldn't be doing this I should be like being a little more productive and sometimes I, I just don't want to Sometimes I'll just be like you know what I'm gonna take a nap and that nap just turns into sleep and I'm like all right fuck now I gotta play catch up so I, I, I get it. I, I always just try to find ways to stay away from my bed because I'm I, I don't get a lot of sleep to, to begin with. I, I just like uh, I, I work really early, so I stay up really late and it's just like a weird schedule. Like I'll, I'll catch up on the weekends. So I, I normally just get like at like three or four hours of sleep a day, which isn't that much. So. I just try to find ways to stay out of my bed because it's just so comfy. Cause like once I'm down, I'm out. Like, I don't care what I have going on. Like my house could be on fire. And if I'm in my bed, like, cool, I'll burn down with the house. I don't even care. Cause it's just so nice there.
1: <laughs> no, I, I get that. I get that sentiment it completely, you know? And, and yeah, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that you do that. And, you know, I, I try to do the same thing. Just try to keep myself out of bed and keep myself from worrying about things that may be stressing you out, and stressing me out rather, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. So you you mentioned like the old lineup a a couple times. And uh, you mentioned that uh, Jack no longer plays guitar. Are you guys going to just stick to one guitar player or are you guys um, seeking a new one? Or do you already have anyone?
1: Oh, dude, no option is a revolving door of members. No option has been a revolving earlier when you said I've I've seen no option videos on online. I thought you were going to touch upon the fact that every single because I noticed this and a lot of other people do as well. Every single time you click on a No Option video there's like there's always a different lineup of people mm-hmm. either playing drums or guitar or bass there's always somebody different. So a lot of them are fill-ins but in the in the grand scheme of things No Option really is just a revolving door of members. The core three are me, Richie and Frank. And Kyle left the band back in I can't remember what month that was. It was maybe in like September or October. Oh wow. No, was, yeah, it was like September. Yeah, it was September I think. And Jack left like a year or two ago so jack hasn't been in the band for a hot minute now and right now our current lineup is me richie frank and then we've got our friend mike foley playing guitar and he's in a band called varials i'm not sure if you're familiar with them but mm-hmm. he plays in that band and that's us right now so far
0: okay no i Yeah. Okay. that's cool at least you guys have that keep that core together and i you know i feel like eventually you just kind of flush it out and figure out um you know who's down to stick around and you know join the train and just keep it going
1: yeah man absolutely and and the cool thing about mike is that mike is very mike seems very stoked to be in no option so shout out to shout out to mike and shout out to varials and shout out to richie and frank too while i'm at it honestly you know i don't i don't give frank enough love he's a he's a good kid
0: (laughs) frank's funny uh, I I used to be in the yeah, group
1: chat. something. <laughs> he's something. That's for sure.
0: I I used to be in the group chat with Frank. Uh, we were in this group chat with a bunch of uh, people from like, I guess like all over the United States. But I guess it seemed like people were more from like the East Coast. Uh, but, but we were all like in this. It was like an Animal Crossing group chat, and it was so funny because I got added in into it and. I only had one number saved besides the person that added me um, and it was Frank. I was like, Oh crap. I was, I was like, at least I'm not like, like, you know, completely lost and meeting all these like random new people. So I, I was like stoked to see that Frank was in there and it was always just fun to to talk to him because I, I always felt like our interactions were different because I had talked to him and I knew him before the group chat and versus like everybody else was just so new to me.
1: Oh no, I know exactly how you feel. Yeah. It's good to, it's good when you're in a situation like that to just like, you know, have a buffer if you will. Yeah, have uh, somebody that you know.
0: Yeah, and I, I I know he 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 had mentioned to me like a, it was a long time but I, I don't remember when it was but I I know he mentioned that he he would like to come back on so Frank if you're listening we'll make that happen at some point in the future we'll we'll get you on and we'll talk about uh, Franco Knight.
1: Absolutely yes he he I'm sure he has things to say about that.
0: Okay. So you mentioned earlier, you guys have new stuff um, in the works. Can you talk about what you guys are working on right now? Because if you look at your discography from 2017 to 2018 to 2019, and here we are in 2020 and we still haven't gotten anything new from you guys. So uh, is this going to be a year that you guys take off or can we expect new material before the end of the year, which is coming up really soon?
1: Man, I'm going to, I'm just going to go ahead on a limb and say, no, we probably won't. Given, given how things are going in the country right now, we probably won't be able to record. Okay. But, you know, you never know. We, you never know. We've got, we're still, we're still actually in the process of writing that material as well. But Richie's, Richie's typically a pretty fast writer. So I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. We've got maybe, we've got like three songs down or four songs, and I think we want to do five or six. So we're not quite done with it yet. So I'm thinking that with the way things are going with the band and with the way things are going with the world, what have you we'll probably end up recording maybe like early 2021 Mm -hmm. and that's crazy that i'm saying that that's a real year like (laughs) yeah (laughs) 2021 damn where's the time gone man
0: okay and uh, uh, so by the sounds of it you know you mentioned five songs you guys are going to go the ep route this time you're not doing another lp
1: yeah definitely going to take the ep route i've been sort of the one pushing that because i don't want to I yeah, you know, I kinda wanna just make it short and sweet and I don't wanna like I don't want to write a bunch of songs that people are gonna that people might say, Oh, they sound the same or oh it gets boring after a while. You know, I kinda just wanna keep it short, sweet, and to the point and give people something to be like, here it is, take it, listen to it. That's it. Just like gonna be sh- yeah, short and sweet, like I said.
0: And is this gonna be uh, self release or are you guys talking to any labels out there that you can speak about?
1: Um No, I'm not entirely sure at this point you know we're just kind of we're just kind of seeing what happens man
0: For at sure. this point I, I I totally get it I, I, I had to ask because I know things can come together super fast or I, I even know situations where bands were like alright cool like they're just kind of on the back burner and whenever they're ready to release that's when they would get you know announced that they were on whatever label so I just you know just have to ask because I was curious
1: yeah absolutely absolutely
0: okay so I want to go back and I swear uh, people are probably sick of me talking about this, um, but it's okay. If you guys don't want to hear me talk about FYA, just uh, tune out now. This was a fun episode, but going back to January, my favorite weekend of the year, uh, shout out to Bob Wilson and everybody who worked on FYA. Uh, I just want to know what your experience was like. Have you been to the fest previously before that? Because for me, that was my first year ever flying out to Florida for that fest. And I had such an amazing time and I saw you guys live. I, it was a fun set. So I, I'm just curious to hear what it was like from your perspective.
1: Man, FYA was great. This this past FYA was definitely one of the best and probably the best portion of the of the year besides me breaking my foot because I broke my foot during Mind Force oh, wow. at FYA. Yeah. Not a not a not a good not a good time there. But besides breaking my foot and a couple other minor things that happened, FYA was this year was absolutely a great time. The year before I really didn't have a good time just because some stuff I was going through and I had a I had a family member who was had a family member who was sick. And um I also went in 2017, so I went 2017, 2019, and 2020. Mm-hmm. So I've been three times, and it's it's always fun, you know. Like you're in Florida, like even if even if you're kind of like even if you're bummed out about things that are going on, like you gotta make them you gotta make the most of it, you know. Like you're not gonna be there forever, unless you live there, obviously. Like you're not gonna be there forever. Like it's fun, you know. And like living in PA and being on the East Coast in the winter, and then I'm going to Florida, and it's like warm it's like, I should really be enjoying the time that I have here. And that's what I try to do every single time that I go. And I'm bummed. I'm super bummed that Bob recently announced that there will not be an FYA in 2021, or at least not in January. You, yeah. You never know.
0: Yeah. That's uh...
1: FYA is great. Lots and lots of fun.
0: It was a, a bummer to see that announcement. Um, I was more surprised that he had even been in contact with people uh, who were already down uh, to play the fest. Because uh, in that announcement, he said that, that you know he like apologized to the bands that already agreed, and I was like super surprised that uh, those conversations were even happening. Like I, that's something that I was like holding out for because I uh, obviously it's coming up like really fast uh, or January I'm speaking about, and the fact that there was like no announcements until they announced that it wasn't happening. I was like kind of like holding out because I was really looking forward to going back and enjoying it so it, it's gonna be uh you know uh, well obviously some of the air so holding out and missing this year maybe or uh, well th- missing this January and then hopefully I'll be able to go back at some point like whenever it does happen
1: yeah i hope to I hope to get back eventually man i miss i miss being in Florida I miss the warm weather and I miss f y a
0: so How'd you break your foot during mind force and once you broke your foot like did you have to go to the hospital like were you out for the rest uh like the, the rest of the fest or like wh- or did you just like you know tough it out
1: oh luckily uh luckily, mind force was a band that played later on in the night on the second day of that mm-hmm. so it was it was good that i mean rather than rather than me getting Oh, I'll, I have another funny story about Fya that's literally similar to this, but I'll touch back on in a second. But I broke it during Mind Force by stage diving, and I landed on it the wrong way, and I immediately knew that something was off because I because I I landed and I said to myself or I thought to myself rather I was like either I landed on, a, on an empty water bottle or my ankle just cracked pretty much because <laughs> because I I immediately knew something was off and I was like I looked at the people that were around me I was like yo get me out of here I need your help because I was like I was like Oof. And um, I ended up sitting down, and then I walked outside, was able to walk perfectly fine, or not perfectly fine. I was obviously limping a little bit, but I sat down for maybe 15 or 20 minutes. And then when I tried to get back up and go back inside, I was just completely, like, mobile. I think once it finally set in that something was off, I just wasn't able to move. So for that point, I was was definitely out of commission. But luckily, it was only, like, a couple more hours. I missed a couple bands I wanted to see, but that's all right. There's always another time.
0: Yeah, and thankfully it, it happened after you guys played and not before.
1: And the funny story that I want to touch on on there is, um, FYA 2019, I broke my foot during the pre-show.
2: Okay, oh wow.
1: Rotting Out was playing and I broke my foot during the pre-show because I was like stage diving or moshing like an asshole or something, I don't even remember, but I I, I fucked myself up so bad and I was limping and I was, still, I was still moshing and just, like, doing whatever the whole weekend just probably because of the adrenaline. And I was also drinking a lot of beer that weekend, so that probably didn't help either. But I had so much adrenaline that I just, like, it was almost like I wasn't even injured until after the set or after the fest was done. I was like, oh, boy. And I, I knew something was wrong. And a couple of days after I got home, I went to the doctor, and they told me that I broke. It's my, my fifth metatarsal is what it was. So basically, like, a bone, like, right on top of my foot, like, under my pinky that was that was broken and so I was in a boot for a few months after that. Went on a tour with that boot, which was an interesting experience. So I'm 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 dangerous, man. Like you gotta put a bell on me, for real. I'm I get injured so much and I don't even know what happens.
0: Did you break the same foot in twenty twenty? Uh yeah. Oh wow. That's so, crazy. Yes I
1: did. First yeah. I it was a it was a well Oh no! The 2020 was not a broken foot; it was a broken ankle. I broke my ankle in 2020, and oh, I broke okay. my foot in 2019. So it was a bad it was a bad year for for my right foot. Okay. I, I didn't treat him too well.
0: And if, if you can remember, how, how did you enjoy playing the fest that year? did you have a good time up there? Cause it, it looked like a blast. Like I, I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of friends there participating. I, I recognized so many people from the videos I had seen online and you guys sounded fine. I was uh, glad, uh, you know, Frank was able to locate some stuff to be able to play. Cause I remember seeing him online, like trying to get some equipment.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, boy, I remember that, but um, yeah, this past FYA was honestly really great. And, um, I was at first. I was really skeptical. I was like, I was like, oh man, it's the second day. I was like, people are going to be partying all night on Friday. No one's going to get to the fest at noon to see fucking no option. Like I was saying that to myself, and Bob was like, relax, it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And it was. He was right. And it was really cool. And out of nowhere, I don't know whose idea this was. Pool noodles, like that, just kind of happened as as the set started, and I started looking around, and I was like. I was just sort of like, whose idea was this, what is this? Somebody brought the pool noodles, there were like 10 or 15 kids, probably like 10, I'm maybe over-exaggerating a little bit, there were like 10 kids with pool noodles just like hitting everybody around them and I was like, whoa, okay, cool.
0: That's interesting, I honestly thought that was or- orchestrated by you guys but to hear that, it was just, uh, you know, somebody just bringing them in and, uh, you know, d- waiting for you guys to set to use them, that- that- that's pretty interesting.
1: Well, we well, we played first and I, this was probably organized by Richie in some way shape or form because I think that I I don't know if I can remember this correctly but I think Richie mentioned something about, "Oh yeah, someone from blah 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 brought them." Like I feel like he might have like known who it was mm-hmm. who like did it. So so in per in pernal no option fashion I'm kept out of a loop.
0: Oh, okay. About and
1: about that.
0: <laughs> is that by your
1: choice I'm kidding, or I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm just i'm just i'm just kidding man yeah but no, um sure. i mean it's 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 it is like i yeah that, that is my choice you know in a sense everything everything is my choice you know i got a choice of what i want to do and how much i want to be involved in things so of course
0: okay yeah no i totally get it and man like and i'm uh Bummed that I didn't talk to you at the fest because here I am now. Uh, obviously, we follow each other on social media. You're on the podcast now, and I look back at that fest and I'm just like, man, there's so many people that were there that I wish I would have talked to, but I didn't for what, whatever reason. Um, so I'm looking forward to the next time we're in the same room. I can properly introduce myself, and hopefully, you'll recognize me and know who I am.
1: Oh no, dude! Yeah, I know what you, I know what you look like. Don't worry, don't worry for sure.
2: Damn. Well, hell yeah. Yeah,
1: that's why I'm thinking to myself. I'm thinking to myself like Richie. Richie doesn't know what this guy looks like, and he was on his podcast. Like that seems a little
0: weird, you know? Oh, it's fine. I I don't expect everybody to to know that's who just, I yeah, am. Yeah,
1: that's just my opinion.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah. No, I get it, and I, I just laugh it off. Like I don't like you know. Obviously, like I have no ego when it comes to that kind of stuff. If if somebody doesn't know who I am, I'm like I don't care. Like I have no problem introducing myself because I'm 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 nobody special. I'm just a kid who loves hardcore who just happens to be doing this podcast. No.
1: Oh, no, no, man. No. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny for sure.
0: 100%. There's
1: no malice in it. It's just funny.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like, I I don't take it personally. I I was just happy to finally be able to tell it to somebody who knows him personally because it's just so it's just so funny to think about because I I was just like this is my feeling. I was like, oh, shit, I want to get out of this situation so fast because I probably seem like some weirdo like coming up to him.
1: I've I've been in that situation before too. So I definitely can understand how that might feel for sure. Sure.
0: Well, man, Jack, this has been awesome. I'm definitely looking forward to hearing, uh, whatever you guys are working on next year. Uh, and before we sign off, is there anything you want to shout out or plug or anything you want to say before we go?
1: And all I really want to say is we have a new EP coming out sometime next year. Keep your eyes open. I want to shout out all my friends I want to shout out shackled and I want to shout out the guys that hesitate life's question, you know, just good buddies of mine. Um, shout out one step closer as well. Anxious. I could go on for hours, man. Basically just, I miss, I miss all of you and I'm glad I got to see some of you at the, at the record swap. And I'm sorry if we had an awkward encounter, if any of you might be hearing this. Other than that, I got nothing to say, man. I really appreciate you having me on here. I'm, uh, I'm stoked to, uh, I'm stoked to meet you in, in the flesh one day. I'm sure it'll happen.
0: hundred percent. And it was my pleasure. I'm a fan of no option. You've been on my radar for a really long time. So I'm just glad that I, you know, finally reached out and you were down to do it. So um, thank you. And it was definitely uh, my pleasure.
1: Absolutely, man. Thank you again. I appreciate, I appreciate you taking the time to, you know, pick my brain, see what I'm like, you know, thank you.
0: All right. Well, there you guys have it. Thank you again for tuning in. This has been another episode of the Jamie RK podcast, always on top.